Blog Talk Radio. Everybody here, everybody here, let's get into it. Get stupid, get it started, get it started. Big Brother fans, this is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. questions or comments, call in at 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now, let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. Today is June 5th, 2017. 
Welcome, Big Brother fans. I hope everyone had a great Memorial Day last Monday. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight, and I want to thank you all so much for joining us here at the Rad Reality Show Network for Manic Mondays, hosted by the one and only Michelle Costa from BBUSA Season 10. She has a very special guest joining her tonight from BB Can 3 and 5. Bruno will be here tonight talking about the entire BB Can 5 season. So if you have questions, comments, or an opinion you'd like to share with Michelle and Bruno, call in at 1-347-237-5506. And don't forget, once you're on our switchboard, remember to press the number one key on your phone. That just lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not listening to Manic Mondays from our switchboard. Now, I do have one thing to mention before I bring Michelle up. Uh, I think many of our listeners know Vicki Qualiata. She's a dear friend. She's called into our show many times. She's Sheila Kennedy's best friend. And until a few weeks ago, her and her husband lived very close to me, and we are very, very close friends as well. Um, just before going on air, I received a call from Vicki. She was crying. Um, her husband, Mike, was put into the hospital yesterday with severe pneumonia. Organs were shutting down, and they had to put him on dialysis um, because things were so bad. But today, things got even worse. And just before she called me today, Mike had had a heart attack. And now he is on full life support. And things are not looking good. Mike had just retired just before they moved down to Florida. And it was their dream to move down there and live his retirement days and enjoy his his retirement down in Florida. And they've just been down there a few weeks, not even a month yet. And now this. So... I'm just asking our listeners to please keep Mike and Vicki in their prayers. Um, I know this is a bad way to start off the show, but please, please keep Mike and Vicki in their prayers. Um, and now we're going to go on and bring Michelle up and get the show started. So thank you for allowing me to do that. So, Michelle, hi. How are you and how was your memorial, David? Hey, Cherry Pie. Hey, everybody out there in Manic Monday land. Uh, sorry to hear that about Vicky. I'll be sending prayers and thoughts uh, her way and to Mike, of course. Hope he has a speedy recovery. So thinking about them right now. Um, my weekend was all right. Um, you know, did some family things. Uh, we've been dealing with rain. It's been raining like seven weeks straight here. Uh, we haven't seen the sun. Um, it's been really, really uh, a damper. I need some vitamin D, Cherry. I need some vitamin D. <laughs> but, you know, we got a lot going on tonight, guys. Um, we have Missy Z. She is part of the NYC Premier Party, um, the Big Brother group, um, that is going to let us know um, about how you can get tickets um, to go to the uh, premiere that's going to be June 28th 
If you're in the NYC area, uh, there's a couple different types of ticks that you can get. Uh, we'll be hanging out, partying, watching the premiere. Uh, she'll probably let us know who's going to be attending. Um, there's a good group of people going. Um, we also have Mr. Bruno from Big Brother Canada 3 and 5. Uh, he'll be calling in, or I'll be calling him, so uh, we'll be merging him onto the call because um, he'll be up in Canada. So we gotta we got to try to get him on the air here. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. I mean, I'm seeing on the Internet about the Big Brother Canada hiatus, and I'm as shocked as probably all of you guys. Uh, we're going to see if there's anything that Bruno can fill in um, that we don't know here in America that maybe – there's something that they're seeing up there in Canada because I, I think it was their best um, season so far. So I can only wonder why Global TV is not picking them up. I don't understand this, Cherry. This is crazy, right? Oh, she might be screening a call. Um, but I want to, want to know what you guys think. So let me know in the chat room if you're listening. Um you know, send me a message or whatever. Uh, if you do have any questions or comments for Bruno, uh, I have got a list of questions that people have sent me. Uh, pop it in the chat room. Uh, call yourself. Uh, we're going to have a half hour with Bruno, so um, we might not be able to take too many calls. And if you do, please have a question ready and try to keep it to a minimum because we want to try to get everybody in. Um, we might not take calls because we're going to have a lot talk about i know miss cherry pie has a few questions uh for bruno as well um but i'm excited to talk to bruno it's the second time that he was in the house um so we'll we'll have to see what what his thoughts are um cherry so it's june so we perfect go ahead well i was just just about to say we're 23 days away from the premiere are you excited or what so seeing oh that we have 23 <laughs> days left to prepare, to spend time with the family, to do all that stuff, let's bring up Miss Missy Z, and she can fill us in on all the deets. Let's bring her up, Terry. Here we go. We have Missy on air with us now. Hi, guys. Hi, Missy. Hi, hey, Terry. Hey, Missy. Um, what's going on, girl? Uh, I'm getting vitamin D. But oh, on, God damn it. <laughs> but on a further note, I just want to say I am thinking about Vicky and Mike very, very much. One thing about doing premiere parties and attending premiere parties is you get to meet other super fans of Big Brother, and I love Vicky. So I am very, I'm very much following what's going on, and I wish them both the very best. Um, second, Cherry, I haven't talked to you in a while. Hello, how are you doing? I'm hanging in here. How are you? I'm doing great. And Michelle. Yes. Back to vitamin D. I saw you had to turn on the air conditioning today. Or the Listen, no, I had to t- I had to turn the heat on in the car. <laughs> it was freezing. Well, Literally, you know why you had to my, turn on the heat. My little Portuguese tears were standing up on my on my arm. <laughs> you have to turn on the heat because the Big Brother premiere party is happening in New York City on June twenty eighth. M for VIP holders. Yes, VIP ticket holders. Those who are VIP ticket holders are uh, get an hour and a half of alone time with the house guests that are attending. They also get food and drink, and we're also giving away a Roku TV. So if you're a VIP awesome. ticket holder, I know I'm so excited. I can't win it, 
I just want everybody to know I can't win it. I really want it because that's how I watch Big Brother Canada. So (laughs) having that said, that's the part of the VIP experience. And general admission tickets, uh, general admission, you still get to mingle with the house guests that are there. You still get to watch the premiere with us. No one has to go home early. That's a question everybody says. What's the difference between VIP and general admission? Do I have to leave right away? No, we all just hang out and have a good time. So it is happening June 28th. You can get tickets. 23 days away. I know, 23 days away. Can can you imagine? I I can't believe it's here already. And I I always look forward to it. And it's like, wow, when the countdown starts to begin, the hair on my arms start to stand up. Mm. I mean, let's be real here. But that's the difference between VIP and that's the difference between general admission. Um, It's just that more one-on-one time. And the experience is all worth it. We've had three successful years uh, at Big Brother Group and brought in Adam who's been doing um, the premiere party before us and we've just made it a bigger and grander event for everybody to enjoy. So uh, kudos to Joe and and Adam for picking an exquisite venue. I'm absolutely in love with it. It's at Slate in New York City. If you guys want to look up the venue, you can. It's on Slate.com. You can see all the amenities and everything it has in there. And I just can't wait to get this party started with everybody because when that that time comes, the the room is just full of so much energy. And, you know, it's the place to be if you're a super fan of Big Brother. Uh, So, Missy, it sounds like a great time. And I've been there. I've experienced it. It's a (laughs) wonderful time. And, you know, it's a lot of intermingling. You know, you get to hang out and and watch Big Brother with us alums. And we're as into it as all you guys. So, um, you know, you could sit, chat, pictures, whatever you got to do. Um, so you have you have tickets left, correct? Is it is it dwindling we, down? Do they need to hurry it, up if they need to get some tickets? I have to be honest with you. We limit the amount of VIP tickets because we want the VIPs to have that experience. So we don't pack everybody in all at once to give that experience. So yes, VIP tickets are three fourths of the way gone. So I will be honest. You know. There are some. I mean, there's. I think there's like 30. Don't count me on it. There's like 30 VIP tickets left. So that's why I'm just getting the word out there because I hate, oh, my God, it bothers me so much when people say, I didn't know that this was happening in New York. Yes, it's happening in New York. So get your tickets for VIP. Get your tickets for general admission. It doesn't matter because it's, it's a fun night. It's a real fun night. And, Missy, if somebody is out there listening going, okay, so I want to buy the tickets, where's the best place for me to go is it online? Is it through um, a group, yep. it, a Facebook group? Like, what should they do? First of all, we're all over social media. You can follow us at Big Bro Group or obviously follow yourself, Michelle. Everybody on Manic Money Monday follows Michelle. Um, it's easy. It's nycpremiereparty.com. It will show you everyone who's in attendance, where the venue's at, where the hotel where the hotel is at, how they can map it, what they can see in New York City, what the city has to offer, and all the logistics of the whole entire party for the whole entire night. And that is where you can choose your VIP ticket or your general admission ticket. It's a simple click, and it takes you where you need to go. Okay. And if somebody is a procrastinator, because we've got a few people out there that are procrastinators, can they buy tickets at the door or – you know, first come, first first serve, and then if you're out of luck, you're going to wait. Well, 
I have to be very honest with you. It all depends if we sell out because the venue can only uh, hold so many people. As far as for VIP, we had this happen last year at the door. They wanted to upgrade their ticket to VIP, unfortunately. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you guys listen to so. procrastinators <laughs> out there. Don't do it's it. Don't wait organized. for the last minute. No, no. It's very organized. It's it's a real good time. Michelle, do you have a good time when you go? I have a great time when I go all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, you guys. It really is. Um, okay, Missy, so talk about the headliners. Like, how many uh, house guests um, do you guys have coming? And I, I kind of see you guys always adding people every day. So give people a general idea of how many are going to be attending. Okay, so this is what we do. Since we are so organized, we make sure that the house guests that we advertise that are attending, we always put subject to change. It's not because we um, say that they're coming to get you to buy a ticket. We have confirmation from the house guests that they are going to be attending. We don't just put faces out there. Unfortunately, we start so early in the year because we have to to, to be so organized that some house guests um, – I'm sorry, I have work, my schedule changed, my job changed. So sometimes people pull out and people come in. Oh, I didn't know about this. That's the first thing I want everybody to know, too, is every house guest is invited. No one is, you know, oh, this person can't come, this person. Everybody's always welcome because we we leave Big Brother at Big Brother. Everybody's equal and everybody is welcome to, you know, come and enjoy. So that's why you see some added, some taken away, because some will say, um, my job is requiring me. I can't come. It's on a Wednesday. It's really hard. It's not a weekend. You know, unfortunately, Big Brother premiere doesn't start on a weekend. So that's why mm-hmm. it's always subject to change. And that's why you see people being added and some people or some people leaving and some people being added. So that that is why you see that. But I think right now we're at 28 and I'm sure there will probably be 10 more before we're done. Last year we had 30 and we're waiting for Big Brother Canada people. We are waiting. Yes. yes. So I know. I know. I, know. I, I there, believe me. I told everybody when I went up to the premiere party and they all – seem to want to go you know a lot of them are getting back into their life and swing of things so you know it's kind of one of those things too it's you know and that's like you said in the beginning, the beginning of the week and stuff so that's one of the things that will happen at the very end someone will say hey i'm going someone will say well, why don't we all go and next thing you know we have 10 more at the door yep you yep, know right. that's just how it goes so every time every time we advertise somebody we always end up with more i don't know if yep, that's usually how it goes that's how it goes, you know, it's, it's just how it goes. But the event itself is, you know, obviously I'm looking forward to it. It is a good time. It is where you want to be for the premiere of Big Brother because the our MC, which is Alex from Big Brother 9, America's Favorite, he's so full of energy. We do a countdown. I mean, just that moment is like giving birth. The baby's arrived. So yes. it, it, it really is a good time. The food is good. The drinks are flowing. Our MC is fantastic. We have giveaways. We mingle with each other. We talk with each other. We take photos with each other. It's just a fun, filled, packed night. There is going to be lots of media there. We have some sponsors coming in, such as Roku, um, who is donating the TV and, you know, for the giveaway. So we're excited for the media. Awesome. We're excited. We're just excited for the fans in general. That's why we yeah, do Yeah, it's going to be great. For the fans. Yeah, and you guys, I'll be posting up um, on my on my Facebook and Twitter so that you can see the list of house guests that will be attending. Um, and if, like I said, if you're in the area, make sure you guys go buy your ticket. Um, and Missy, thank you so much for calling in and giving everybody the deets. Um, thank you for having away. me. 
You're welcome. And um, 23 days away, so stop marking it off on the calendar, doing the, the, the little X's all on your calendar, because we're before you know it, we will be on June 28th, and we'll be <laughs> watching Big Brother. So thank you so much, Missy. Thank you, guys. Have a great show. Um, sorry about Big Brother Canada hiatus. I don't I know. know. We need to get some. We're going to get some details from Bruno. We want to find out what's going on. You know, this is what I think. Real quick, maybe it's good to take a year off. Excitement just brings it even more back the year later. It'll be back. No problem. No It'll worries. Be back. Yeah, yep. definitely. Well. <laughs> all right. Have a great show, Cherry. Thank you, and Michelle. Thank you, and to all the Manic Monday listeners. Thank you very much, and have a good show. Thank you. All right, right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Missy. So if you guys need any information and you missed something, um, just send me a message and I will send you the links. So, Cherry, um, I'm going to go and get Bruno, okay? So give me like two minutes. Okay. Okay. This is one of those times where we're doing things a little bit backwards. Instead of Bruno calling in, we're calling Bruno. So... Michelle is now going to get our guest, which is a little bit different. But we make things happen on Manic Mondays. However we have to do it, we do it. And when Michelle says she has a guest, she does her very best to make it happen, and that's what she does. So she is going to get her guest Bruno now and I pray that everything works and the call goes through and she's able to do this yes can you hear me Terry okay so let's see if this works you guys this is my first three-way and it sounds pretty hot actually but don't be dirty out there people it's not the kind of three way you're thinking. <laughs> so let's see if we have Bruno up here. Bruno, can you hear me? What's up? What's up? I hear you loud and clear. What's up, everybody? Woo! We got Bruno up. I yeah. my first three way, Bruno and Terry. Yay! How exciting. <laughs> I told you so. It was so easy. I knew I could do it. Well, thank you so much, Bruno, for coming on Manic Monday. Um, we really appreciate you taking the te- time out of your busy schedule um, to be on here. What's going on? How's everything? How's life after the house? You know, first I want to say thank you guys for having me. Uh, you know, you guys are amazing, and things are busy. Things are good. You know, it's been great uh, catching up with the kids and everything in the family, uh, you know, just getting back into uh, the routine of things. But, yeah, I've been very, very busy, uh, but I can't complain for sure. Okay, well, we didn't really want it. I wasn't planning on starting it out like this, but you might have more to tell us, especially, you know, the listeners that are in America, because we've got listeners all over the place. But we want to know, what is going on with this Big Brother Canada hiatus? We're so upset. What's going on? Can you give us some you details? Know, you know what? I wish I could. I found out just like everybody else did, uh, you know, kind of a, a bomb that got dropped. It was just kind of... Uh, you know, I didn't see it coming, and uh, I thought we had a great season. I thought season uh, was just so intense, so amazing. You could just feel the difference in the house uh, from, you know, season five, season three to season five. I could feel the game. It was just so much harder, so much more intense. I thought it was a great season, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. I wish I had more to tell you, but uh, I have no idea how it got, how it got put on hiatus, and, uh, you know, we'll just have to hope and see what happens next. 
Okay, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we find out here, I don't know if you guys do this in Canada, but they give you, like, you know, every week they give you, like, the best ratings and stuff. You guys had to have been up there because I'd have to say, you know what, it was, like, probably one of the best Big Brother, you know, Canada's to date. So do they give you guys, like, the rating numbers and stuff? No, they don't give us any of that stuff. I, I'm not aware at all of where it's at in the ratings or anything like that. We have no idea of that, no. Okay. Well, we want to just send out a message to Global TV and say, you know, what are you doing, Global TV? You know, don't take away Big Brother Canada from us. We, you know, we've, you know, we've watched you for five seasons. So I hope Slice picks it up. I mean, Slice did have it before. So um, we, uh, we just hope that it comes back. So it's no, just sad to hear this. I think we have such a great show. I think the Canadian version is, is definitely one of the best in the world. And, uh, and you know, it'd be a shame just to not have it around anymore. I think it's absolutely amazing. And like I said, just be an absolute shame just to see it go. It, it would be. So let's keep our fingers crossed. And you know what? Start filling out petitions. I know there's petitions out there, people. So <laughs> yeah. start doing that. Now, Bruno, 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 we were just booting you on here, Manic Monday. Um, yeah. We just love to see you come back. I so reached out when I saw you walk in the house. Um, talk about the feeling of being asked to go back and, and to play back in the house. I mean, that must have been just an amazing um, phone call, huh? <laughs> oh, you know what? Getting that phone call was insane. It was so great. I, you know, when I got the phone call, uh, she wasn't even done asking the question. I already said yes. She was halfway through her question. I was like, yes, 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 yes. You could come and pick me up right now. I'm going. Uh, the funny thing was, you know, the funny thing is, I was actually in the worst shape of my life when I got that phone call. I was in pure dad mode. Uh, I wasn't working out. I was just being lazy, uh, you know, just in horrible, horrible shape. When I got that call, I had just under a month, roughly a month, to get into shape to get on the show. So I had to drop like 20 pounds. And uh, so when I was on, when I was on the phone, uh, and I told her, I, I was honest, I said, listen, I'm 100% in, but I'm in the worst shape of my life. She says, listen, Bruno, you put that cookie down right now, you start eating salad. And, put the cookie uh, down. Put the cookie down. <laughs> so I took her advice. I started eating some salads. I went to the gym a little bit, dropped 20 pounds in less than a month. And uh, what you saw is uh, what I ended up looking like. So it was just, yeah, I was in really bad shape. And I got into a little bit better shape. But, uh, yeah, it was nuts. But yeah, I was so happy to get the call. And uh, there was no way I was going to say no to that opportunity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, so you walk into the house and you see new faces and you see some familiar faces. What did you think at that point? Were you like, this is going to be good or, oh, boy, I'm in trouble or, oh, my gosh, there was my best friends right over there. There must have been a lot of emotions. You know what? It's, it's funny because I definitely had mixed emotions. Uh, even going when I was like uh, sequestered before the show and all stuff, you know, you, you start you start running scenarios through your head and speculations. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be a full all-star cast, if there was going to be four of us, eight of us, 16 of us, uh, if it was going to be internationals, you know, four Americans, four UK players, four Australian players, four Canadian players, uh, four from every season. Like you're just running so many scenarios, you have no idea what to think. So when I went in there and I saw that it was half and half, you know, i got to tell you, the one thing I didn't like, I didn't like how they brought us in one at a time because, to me, it felt like they were almost putting, like, a spotlight on us. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, the, the, the eight newbies come in, two groups of four, they all get to meet each other, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like whoever, you know, uh, Netta walks in and then it's like everyone stops and looks up at Netta and it's like a big spotlight. Gives them ten minutes to, like, talk about Netta. Then Bruno comes in or Dallas or Kevin or whoever. So 
it definitely, I felt like the way we came in like that one at a time, it almost gave everyone a reason to talk about us and talk about our games. Like, oh, you know, whatever, Bruno's good at this, or he's a social guy, or he's this, or he's that. And I just, I didn't like that too much, but I felt, I could definitely feel the pressure coming in uh, way different than the first time because people had my playbook in front of their hands. They've watched me play. They've seen my diary room. Uh, so they know how I see the game. And to me, I, it's a little harder to play that way. I felt like my back was against the wall a lot earlier than I planned on or I wanted it to be. So I felt um, coming back, uh, you know, the first time you can kind of play it off as if you don't know what you're doing or this and that. The second time, you can't really fool everyone. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it... In your mind, I mean, I know that, you know, when I first stepped into the house, I had this plan, and then that got thrown out the window right away. So did your plan change at that moment when you started seeing other vets come in, um, or were you kind of sticking to the same idea of what you were going to do? You know what? My plan was pretty basic, and it almost was similar to the first time I played. Um, You know, I tried to go in. Uh, without a plan, you know, like to, to a certain extent, I want to come in as everyone's on the same page. I don't know who's in the house. I didn't know anybody who was coming back to play or even the, the new players. I knew nothing about them. So I didn't, or I didn't know who at least the returning players were. So coming into the house, I didn't want to have a plan in mind because, you know, I could have this plan to whatever, uh, uh, whatever say my plan is, but there could be someone in the house that can literally uh, counter that plan. So then I'm sitting there, you know, with my hands tied. So I wanted to go in and just Talk to everyone individually, uh, you know, on a social level, get to know them personally, learn their strengths, learn their weaknesses, and you have to deal with each person differently than the next. You can't paint everyone with, a paint, with one paintbrush. You've got to ha- actually get to know people on a personal level and deal with them individually. Everyone you have to deal with differently. So that's what I tried to do and just get on their social, uh, socially, I wanted to get on their personal side, good side on the personal side, and just go like that. But, you know, it's hard when you have so many good players and big personalities and, you know, sometimes your plans just don't go as planned. It's just they can get derailed real quick, especially in a season like this with so many good players. Yes, it was definitely a good array of vets. And I thought the newbies were a good um, crew, too. It's great to see how they kind of all mesh together in some weird way. Um, but, you know, it takes a lot to, to cast. And I think um, Robin Gast did a great job doing the casting. So shout out for her for that. Um, so, uh, your thoughts also on walking into the house. I mean, the Odyssey was awesome. I mean, I seeing it from the TV is amazing. Imagine like living in it. Can you talk a little bit about what you thought so when you saw the house? Oh, the house. Oh my God. Real. It was so cool. It was so neat to see. Uh, you know, especially when I came in the first time on season three, when I played, it was a pretty, it was just a weird look. Uh, coming in this time, it looked unreal. It was just beautiful, all the white and everything. Oh, it was just absolutely stunning. And uh, oh yeah, it was it was. I to me, I think it was the best looking house uh, to date. Absolutely loved it. Oh my god, it was absolutely amazing. Every part of that house. Oh gosh, I wish that oh, that big the B uh, the Big Brother US would just change around their house instead of kind of having the same format almost all the time. They have amazing house, but I mean, you guys brought it to the top. So it's funny, actually, a fun fact, uh, I'm actually colorblind, right? And we had one wall in the house that was just all different colors, and it would just change every second, just, uh, the colors would change on the wall. So I would just stare at that, and that was just, it would just drive me nuts, because I, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you what kind of, what color was on the wall, and people, you know, we'd have a little fun with it. It was just, uh, oh yeah, it was just, the house was so beautiful, uh, all the different colors and everything, I mean, I wish I could tell you what colors they were, but uh, oh my gosh. absolutely beautiful. 
That's funny. Good thing there wasn't a comp that asked you what color the house was, you know. That was yeah, so yeah. good. Um, all right. So when you did see the vets that came back, did you automatically say, I'm going to, you know, ride or die with Kevin? Or was it at first, you know, you kind of were feeling out everybody? I mean, because we, we hang out after, and, you know, a lot of the gut people live near you and stuff. So you guys stay pretty much um, connected, like, after the show. So, um, what, how is that seeing some of your good friends and maybe not good friends? <laughs> yeah, so I, it's, that's, a, that's a good question because the Canadian Big Brother community is very close. Everybody talks to everybody, and, uh, you know, there's definitely cliques and groups. And, uh, you know, Cindy is someone out of the house I was very, very, very good friends with. We'd, she'd come to my house a few times a year. I'd go see her a few times a year, and we were friends. She didn't know I was coming on the show. I didn't know she was coming on the show. I respect the process. I didn't ask anybody who was coming. I didn't tell anybody I was going, so uh, I respected the process like that. So I actually did, when I saw whoever was in the house, I was finding out for the first time when I went into the house. Um, that being said, I think it worked against me that I was actually friends with Cindy outside of the house because, you know, going into the house, I thought, okay, you know, me and Cindy can work together. Uh, we're friends. Like, I, I'm actually friends with this girl. But at the end of the day, you know, we just could not play together in a game level. Friends are friends. The game is the game. And, you know, I felt like her moves and the way she was playing was working against the way I wanted to play. And it kind of, you know, it sucked because here I am. There's this girl I don't want to get rid of because she's my friend you know, in, in the real world. But at the same time, she is not working with my game. So it's kind of like it's, it's a hard decision to make. And uh, so I felt that kind of worked against me big time. Like when I saw Cindy in the house right away, I was like, okay, I can trust this girl. She is my friend. But again, like I said, it just did not work out that way. It just... Our games don't mesh. It's just the way it is. Our games do not mesh. We're friends on the outside. Game-wise, it doesn't work. Um, when I saw Kevin in the house, you know, Kevin and I, that's another thing. You know, we, our first season, we never talked. We legitimately said maybe 20 words to each other in, uh, in seven or eight weeks. We did not speak whatsoever. We had zero connection, zero relationship. There was a wall between us. And we always said, you know, like, man, how did we do that to ourselves? Why, what, what were we thinking? This is Big Brother. We can't build these walls. We've got to break them down. So when I saw him in that house, we literally looked at each other. And we don't talk. Kevin and I don't talk out of the house. I mean, before season five, we haven't talked outside the house. So when we, when we saw each other in the house, it was just like, yes, we looked at each other. And it's like, man, let's right our wrongs. Let's do it right this time. Why can't we do it right this time? And I'm that kind of guy, if I tell you I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm a ride or die kind of guy. Uh, I had his back 100%. And I just looked him in the eyes day one and said, yes, buddy, you're my guy. And he said, yes, you're my guy. And it just went right from there. And uh, I never doubted him for a minute. And I had full, full trust in him. Yeah, that was definitely a smart move. Put bygones be bygones. Let's stop fresh. And, you know, you guys were definitely a great uh, pair to watch. Um, Thank you. So um, I had a question actually from Miss um, um, Blogger. Uh, and one of the questions uh, was in regards to, we're going to just, I, I'm trying to get all the questions in, so we haven't really talked about this, but um, have, you, have you watched the show at all? Have you gone back to see the show and, and, and watched the different things that have happened that you might have missed being in the house, you know, like yeah. the diary rooms and all that? Yeah, so here's the thing. I did watch the season. I kind of, like, uh, I was kind of watching it a little bit in the background. I did watch it but I wasn't like fully focused on it. Uh, the things I found, I, you know, and it, it surprised me some of the things they showed. I just, I felt uh, there was so much footage they could have used. I mean, there was so much material going on in the house. The things I, I saw, the things I heard, the things I said, things that were said to me, just everything that was going on in the house, there was so much more, I think, than what they were showing. It really blew my mind 
with what they showed the audience when there was so much more going on that they could have used. Uh, but again, I don't put the show together. I understand it's a show. They have stories to tell. But I just felt game-wise, there was so much more that they could have used that I just felt like they just it was an opportunity to waste. So like even in the house, we, would, we were all saying like, this season is so intense. They're going to need to play it seven days a week just to show everything. And then what I saw, what I saw, I was kind of a little like, all right, well, I mean, I get it, but uh, there was so much more going on. I felt um, that they just missed. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to been playing at twenty four seven. That's basically, you know, <laughs> yeah. what they should have done. Um, all right, so so you know, you guys had the six. You guys started off with the six. Mm-hmm. The vets got together. Uh, some vets got together. Um, and first person that gets HOH is Karen, and. She does not put up a vet. Were you surprised um, that she did not put a vet and she put up two newbies? I mean, that was right there for me, like, oh, my God, what do we say when we're, you know, when we're talking about this? You know, if you're going in the house and there's a vet that comes back, you put them up, right? Were you guys at that yeah. point like, ooh, wait, we might have a chance? Yeah, well, here's the thing, you know. Luckily for us, Cindy was her partner. And yep. Cindy really wanted uh, – Cindy was her partner in the first HOH contest. Or a competition. So Cindy and her made the decisions together. So Karen's whole thing the first week was she wanted to put two males up and two big competitors up on the block. Okay, so by that alone, it's now there's it's a two and eight chance that I'm going on the block. So there's eight males in the house. I'm one of eight males. Two males are going up. Well, you know that's a, that's a big chance I'm going on the block. Luckily, Cindy is uh, in her ear convincing her who to put up. So we all discussed as the group. We said uh, as a group of vets, we said, listen, guys. We're going to work together. This is what we're all going to tell Karen. We're all going to tell her we want Mark and Dimitri on the block. So if everybody's telling her Mark and Dimitri, Mark and Dimitri, Mark and Dimitri, she's going to think the house wants Mark and Dimitri up on the block. It's the first week. She doesn't want to make too many waves. She wants to make a big move. She wants to take a male out. Well, let's give her two males as sacrificial lambs. Let's put two males up on the block. Whoever goes is who goes. So I think it worked out well that way. The vets did uh, come together. They were working together for the first week, but – uh, as you saw, that crumbled really quick because, you know, uh, <laughs> people just started seeing people as threats instead of numbers, and it just crumbled real fast. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things. I was staring at the, the, the TV, and I'm going, no, why are the vets going after each other? What is happening? Um, what were your thoughts? Like, did you kind of stay quiet about it and not really – want to ruffle any feathers when people were trying to get the vets out, or did you think it was a good idea? Well, here's the thing, and this is where it all actually went wrong for the vets. Uh, we, everybody was game. Everyone was very happy to work together as a group of vets. That's what we should have done. That's what should have been done. Everybody knows this. I mean, we're all agreed on it. But then you had someone like Cassandra. Cassandra, day two, day three, she's telling Aika, she's telling Netta, she's telling that she wants Bruno and Kevin on the block. Bruno's her target. Bruno's her target. This is day three. We just made this alliance on day two. So within the first day, she's already telling people she wants me out of the house, and that's where the crack started. Once she started throwing my name out there, it's like, you know what? The cracks are way too big to put back together. Uh, there is no vet alliance. She was even openly saying, I'm done with the vets. I'm done with the vets. And, and she was throwing that stuff out there. So in all honesty, uh, Cassandra is the reason the vets did not work together, uh, which is a shame because when I saw her walk in that house, she was someone I legitimately wanted to work with. But it just, again, there was just that, that block, that wall between us, and there was just no trust. She saw me as a good player. I saw her as a good player. And uh, it's just the way it goes. But it was just a shame that, that she was throwing my name out there. It came right back to me. 
And uh, from that day on, that, that's actually why I had to win the veto the first week because I was afraid Cassandra would have gotten to, uh, into Karen's ear uh, and put me up as a replacement. So I, that's the reason, the sole reason why I actually won the veto the first week, which Cassandra was upset that I won. So uh, anyway, yeah, so that's the reason why we couldn't work together, which is a shame because we would have had a powerhouse team. And uh, that is also the reason why Dallas went out the second week is because we took, away, we took Dallas away from Cassandra by getting him out of the house. So um, he was just kind of like a, a casualty because of her, which I actually like Dallas, and I wish we could have uh, had him around longer, but I knew she was going to get into his, his ear uh, to get him to turn against me as well, so he had to go, and that's just the way it goes. And it's, it's too bad because uh, Cassandra, Dallas, and Gary were working together, and we got them out bang, bang, bang three weeks in a row. So they did it for themselves. Uh, it's a shame, but uh, I really wish we could have worked together, but they did it for themselves, so uh, they have themselves to blame. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you got to make the move before they do, right? So it's, it's either you or her, so uh, you you had first blood. Um, now you had the six, and you had um, Netta as one of your six. Now, what were your thoughts when she got the safety? Um, do you think it was beneficial for you guys, or do you think it, it ended up being kind of like a demise because she kind of was, you know, running the house and, getting this one out and getting that one out because she, she was safe, you know? Um, what do you think about the, the whole safety um, card that she got? Listen, I just want to say, I think Netta is an amazing player. The way she yeah. sees the game is just unreal. Uh, you know, I loved talking game with her. I loved sitting down and we were on the same page. Uh, we were working together. We'd sit down, we'd be able to get our points across within two seconds. We'd understand each other. Uh, there was no beating around the bushes. It was just great. We understood each other. It was amazing to work with her. I'm so happy. I got to play with her, work with her. It was great. Uh, I think the power, she, her getting the power. Yeah. You know what? It didn't really work into her favor. Again, we were in control for all the weeks that she did have the power anyways. Um, but I think it just did, it definitely put a big target on her back, uh, simply because, you know, it was like a ticking time bomb. Once, once the immunity was up, they were going to go after her. Uh, but also her having the power, I think was, was worse for my game because that's one target, a bigger target than myself that's safe. So, you know, um, if they want to take a shot say, at her, they could take someone out like me, um, you know, that would damage her game. So I think for my game, it was worse that she had the power. Obviously, it didn't work out that way that, you know, I, I was in danger because of her power. But I think if the other side would have had uh, the power during those weeks, uh, you know, myself or Kevin would have gone home. So there's pros and cons uh, for her to have the power, but I think definitely it hurt her game. I think she had to play the game differently than she wanted to because uh, she didn't want to get the power and um, just kind of sit back and just do nothing. You know, she, she wanted to prove to Canada, like, thank you for giving me this power. I'm going to play to prove to you I deserve this power. So I think she had to change her gameplay, which is kind of a shame because, uh, like I said, that, that girl can play. She is so amazing. Such a great, great player. And yeah, I wish is. I could have seen her play her own game. Uh, without any gimmicks or anything, would have been great. Yeah, she definitely is a, a powerhouse when it comes to the Big Brother games. She knows it in and out. And imagine, you know, you thought that one of the newbies would be getting her out. She gets has her safety, and the minute she loses the safety, uh, there was a couple of people up on the block, some newbies. Jackie wins, takes herself off. Um, talk about the time where... Ike walks in and says, you're going home, you're going home, and trying to convince Cindy. Uh, what were you doing at that point? Because um, they showed us little bits and pieces of it, but, I mean, I'm sure it was so much more intense 
What was happening oh. then? Oh my gosh. Oh, that, that was crazy. Oh my god, that was absolutely insane. And you know what? For any future Big Brother player on the American side, well hopefully the Canadian side will come back again. Do not go in that pantry at a triple eviction, a double eviction. Do not end up in that pantry because it is just a war zone. I ended up in there on the triple on my first time around. I ended up in the pantry, and there's a big fight. The second time around on the double, I end up in the pantry, and there's another big fight. So do not go in the pantry. That's my advice to everybody. Um, okay, that being said, yeah, it was absolutely crazy in there. It, you know, it all started because, um, you know, Ica did tell Cindy put it up. And, you know, Cindy, uh, she really looks up to Ica. She wants to be like Ica. She listens to Ike. Ike tells her to do something, Cindy does it. And that's where uh, it goes back to, you know, my, my connection with Cindy uh, hurt my game because I was wanting to work with Cindy, but Cindy just looked up to Ike way too much, and uh, Ike had so much control over her. Um, but, yeah, so Netta comes up to me and she says, you know, Cindy's going to put me on the block. And I'm like, what? why would Cindy put you on the block? You know, you're working with her. Why would, you, why would she put you on the block? And uh, so we end up going to the pantry to talk about it. Cindy comes in. And Ned is like, don't do this. Why are you doing this? We're trying to tell her, don't do this. Uh, you know, why, why, would you let, why would you take away someone that's not coming after you? And then Ica comes in. Ica comes in, and then it just, it just all hell broke loose. And, uh, oh, yeah, you saw a, portion, a small, small fraction of it, but it was a lot of what you saw. But times if by 100, it was just insane. Absolutely insane. I can't even explain it. It was just absolutely insane. A lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, a lot of crying. Uh, a lot of name calling. Just yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And what was the decision that you guys decided to take Netta out? Did you think that this was the right thing to do? Like you know, instead of voting out the other uh, the nominee, were you just like, okay, I guess we got to do Netta. This is what we have to do. Oh yeah. For the record, I did not want to see Netta leave the house. Netta was. Uh, so huge for my game. Having her out of the house was horrible for my game. The worst for my game. It was very bad for Cindy's game as well. And I tried to tell Cindy that. She didn't want to listen. Uh, and it proved it because Cindy did vote the, the following week. Um, you know, I, I, I did vote against Netta to go to the house because I knew the numbers weren't there. What are you going to do? If I give her uh, a sympathy vote, it doesn't change anything. And it just, you know, it just proves that I'm against uh, Ica, where I could have saved faith on that relationship a little bit longer to vote Netta out. I could have said, yeah, she had to go. Uh, and just played it off like that, where uh, I really did not want to see Netta go. I, um, I needed her so badly for my game, but, uh, you know, that's the way it went. But, no, I, I just voted against her just simply because um, uh, that we didn't have the numbers. Whew, that was just crazy. I mean, could you guys hear the, the audience? Could, you, could you, oh. you guys hear them? Because in our house, oh. I mean, we just have, like, a little wall in between, so we could hear – you know, the emotions. I wasn't quite sure how far the, uh, the uh, audience is from you guys, but could you guys hear everything? Yeah, so here's how ours works. Um, the audience is actually in like a different studio. It's in the same building, but um, our, your door goes right from the house to the audience. Ours doesn't. Ours goes the door. We go to go backstage a little bit, and there's a, a process to get to the stage. Uh, but, you know, we do hear, because when Arissa talks, she has to hold her mic down. So we hear when Arissa talks. Well, the thing is, we also hear the crowd in the background, and they were losing their minds. They were cheering and yelling, and oh, we heard it all. So, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we definitely heard it all, and they were going nuts. And by, by their cheers and, and uh, some of the boos and stuff, will you kind of get an idea of what Canada's uh, perspective of some of the players were? Did that kind of um, – was that a 
a part of your game listening to what Canada was doing? Well, here's the thing is you can hear it, but I don't like to play my game off of uh, the outside world. You know, I'm one of those players that I don't talk to the cameras. I don't focus on the cameras. I focus on the game. I focus on the people inside the house. I try not to focus on the people outside of the house because, you know what, the people inside of the house is what's going to either make or break my game. Uh, but, yeah, you know, when we play competitions, like say like, uh, like an A-B competition or a, a before and after competition, uh, we actually can hear the cheers and the boos when we hear people getting eliminated. So say uh, I'll use Netta as an example just because we're talking about Netta. Uh, say she gets eliminated, we can hear if the crowd cheers or if the crowd boos, if they're happy she's eliminated or, she's, or they're sad that she's eliminated. So we actually could hear that uh, through the mics for sure. That must have been kind of crazy, though, because like what you thought, you know, Canada is giving safety to Netta and then it kind of like turned a little bit. So that must have been like, uh, like a scratch of the head, like what's going on? Like, what is it that we don't see or um, what is it that they see differently than what's going on in the house? But yeah, that crowd was crazy. Oh, well, like, there is one thing. Oh yeah. It was absolutely nuts. One thing we, you know, just as a, if you know, a big brother, like, you know, you guys know big brother and stuff. It's like, the, the the crowd, the audience usually don't like the big alliances at first. The alliances that run the, the game, uh, things like that. They don't like that stuff. And I, I don't know the answer, but that's all I can think of is, you know, we did have a group of six. It was a big group. And we were picking off people throughout the season. We were taking out a lot of fan favorites early on. I don't know if that's why. I still don't know the answer, but that's all I can think of is maybe they, uh, the audience just didn't like, uh, you know, the big group taking out fan favorites off the start. But, you know, it's a game, and that's, hey, we're there to win the prize, win the money. Uh, you know, it sucks that your, your, your favorite went home. But you know what? Uh, another week in the house is another week in the house, right? So, but, yeah, just, that's, that's the only guess we could have came up with. Was, uh, but we have no idea. We honestly have no idea. Only one person can win, right? That's, that's it. Right. One person with 16 walk in, one walks out a winner. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I, I want to know what you were thinking when, you know, you guys are sitting there at the veto ceremony and all of a sudden, you know, the veto ceremony is not over when you thought it was over. And this power of veto, secret veto comes into play. Were you like, oh, my goodness. Did you guys have a little bit of idea that maybe somebody had a power, there was something out there? What were your thoughts on that? Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing, because when, when William closed that lid, all of a sudden we had a red, red, everything turned red in the house. We had an alarm going off. So we had no idea what it was. Well, at least, you know, most of us will obviously knew what was going on. But we all had no idea what was going on. I didn't know if, like, there was uh, a Canada voted, who's going to go, uh, who's, who's getting a veto or whatever. We had no idea. But once Dimitri started reading the letter about there was a secret veto, uh, you know, I was like, hey, maybe they'll use it on me. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, once Kevin, once Kevin got saved off the block and I saw Karen come sit beside me, I was like, all right, that's it, I'm done. I, I knew, I just knew that no one was going to keep my, keep me over Karen. It just was not going to work for anybody's game. Uh, obviously, I knew everyone, and everyone wanted to take Karen to Final Two. That She was guaranteed Final Two uh, weeks and weeks and weeks ago before the finale. So uh, I knew uh, sitting beside Karen on the block was, was just like a death sentence, and it was just, uh, it was a shame, but uh, that's the way it went. But, yeah, I, I felt okay sitting beside Kevin. I thought I could probably get the numbers to stay safe beside Kevin. Um, and I wouldn't even have had to do much campa- campaigning or anything. I think it just would have, you know, everyone uh, wanted to get him out over me. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, with Karen sitting beside me, I knew my game was done right there. Oh, that must have been like, you know, the, the secret veto you hated that, it, you know, wishing it was used on you, but unfortunately it was 
uh, you know, taking the person out that, you know, would have probably gone home next to you. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Miss Karen. And, you know, you in Big Brother Canada, you guys haven't really had, like, a good diversity. And so she was, you know, in her 50s and stuff, she was holding her own. And she didn't really hold back either. She kind of said what she was on her mind. Uh, what are your thoughts on Karen and how she played? I thought that she was very entertaining and a very interesting character, and they did a great job casting her. I think Karen was casting gold. I think she was such a great cast, probably one of the best that they've ever cast in, in the five seasons uh, to date. I, I think she was just absolute gold. I love Karen. Uh, you know, even on a personal uh, out of the game, Karen and myself are great, great, great friends. Um, She's such a sweet woman. Bruce, her husband, is so amazing. They're actually in Ottawa. I live in Ottawa. Uh, so they came the week after the finale. They came to Ottawa. We hung out a little bit. We went out to dinner. She came by our house. I mean, we're just great friends. I think she's such a great person. And what you see is what you get. Karen is Karen. And uh, she doesn't hold back for anybody, and that's what I love about her. She's just she's herself. You love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. And uh, she, But you know what? She is such a sweet person, such a kind heart, great stories. Uh, so, 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 so funny. The last week I was in the house, I actually just spent the entire week in the room with her, the two of us, and we would just laugh and talk, and we had such a good time. Uh, that was actually my favorite week <laughs> in the entire house, me spending time with Karen. We laughed about everything, and I just, oh, I wish I had more time with her uh, just to do that again. I mean, if I could redo everything again, I would just sit in that room with her for three, four, ten weeks, whatever it is, and I would just spend my entire time with her. She's just absolutely amazing. I love her. Well, I love hearing yeah, that. She, she was yeah. very I adore Karen. I mean, oh yeah, I love Karen. When she said, "This is why you guys didn't win. <laughs> you guys are back, and this is why you guys didn't win." I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I cannot. This is hilarious." But oh, yeah, you guys, you guys didn't even see the first week. There was no feeds on the first week. What they showed on the show was what they showed on the show. But she was going absolutely wild. Uh, she was threatening to put all like, vets up and everyone up, and she was basically she basically threatened everybody to go up on the block. Uh, when I won the veto, because she she told me she's like uh, you know I want to put up two males, two strong males competitors. And when I won the veto, I would take a shower. I have the veto necklace around my neck. She literally comes up to me, and this is Karen. This is what I love about Karen. She looks at me and she goes, "Looks like I put the wrong guy up." She's basically telling me she should have put me on the block, and I go, "Karen." I'm wearing the veto around my neck. Like, be careful what you say, man. You can't do anything to me anymore. You know, like your power is over. And she literally has this look on her face, like, oh, like, uh, you know, she's that's that's Karen. She says it as it is. Uh, you know, she's like looking at. I put the wrong guy up because you know I did win that veto. I did beat uh, Dimitri and Mark, which are two great competitors. And uh, you know, and she, like like, again, like I said, she wanted to put up a great competitor. And uh, you know, she kind of is like, oh, I should have put you up. And I said, ah, you should be careful what you say because uh, you're not know, H-Ways next week. So. But, yeah, she's great. She's, that's the way she is. She says it as it is, and I love it. Yeah, it was great. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, Bruno, you know, when you get into the jury and, you know, your your job is not done yet. You guys have to pick a winner, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. talk a little bit about, you know, if was it a bitter jury? Was it not a bitter jury? I mean, people have a tendency to, to always throw out bitter jury, bitter jury. Uh, talk a little bit about that. You know, I don't think there was a bitter jury at all. I think the thing with the jury, this is the way I see it, okay? And and, and one thing that, uh, you know, uh, spectators don't get and don't understand is, okay, they have their favorites. The, the spectators, the fans have their favorites. But you know what? It's, if their favorites do a good job, 
on maintaining the relationships with the jury, then there's no jury bitterness. It's, it's all about relationships. That's what the jury is. You know, if you have friends in the jury, you're going to win. If you can maintain your friendships and you can, you know, uh, just be nice to people and, and make sure that they leave on a good note, they'll want to vote for you. That's the way the game works. That's just the way jury is. It's not, it's, it, there's no secret recipe about it. It's all about uh, relationships and managing those relationships. So a bitter jury, people say bitter jury when their favorites aren't liked in the jury because, well, that's their favorite's fault. They have to have a good relationship with people. On the way out, they're chirping you and, and calling you names and this and that. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, they're the same people that are going to vote for you to win $100,000 and win the game, or you're not going to win the game. So it's the bitter jury thing. I think it's just it's, it's always uh, spectators and fans that say that when their favorites don't get the votes. And I just think it's, it's, that word is thrown away too much. I don't think it was a bitter jury. The, our jury wanted the best player to win. And, uh, you know, at the final four, there was, there was three, there was four very good players. It could have gone any way out of the four. Uh, but, you know, like, for instance, myself, I was working with Kevin throughout the year. If Kevin was sitting in the final two, he has my vote 100%. Absolutely, just like, yeah. uh, You know, just like, say, Aika or Demetrius, if one of them was sitting in the finals, the other one would vote for them 100%. And that's what, that's what people don't understand. It's not anything about being bitter. It's just that's their friend. That's their ally. That's the people they've worked with the entire game. So when, if that person does make it to the final, of course they're going to vote for them. So I just think I, – I actually do believe that I think the jury system is very flawed uh, that way because, you know, a lot of times uh, the best player might not win because that person might just have more friends in the jury. So, uh, you know, that's, that, I think that the system is very flawed, and the way that it's portrayed to the audience, it can seem like a bitter jury, but that's not how it is. It's just it's all about friendships at the end of the day. Yeah, people that are listening right now that talk about bitter juries, take that. Yeah, it's all about relationships. It's, the jury system is very, very, very flawed, and uh, I don't have the answer, but it's definitely, not, it's definitely not the right way that the winner should be picked. But I don't have the right answer. I, just, I know that I've been in jury twice, and I knew who won the show before we even made it to the stage, depending on who's sitting beside who. We already all know the winner, so it's... It's very flawed. Like the, the final speeches, the questions, those mean nothing because the answers are already in everybody's head on who they're going to vote for. So um, basically it's a waste of time to hear them talk, give that final speech, ask them all those questions. is a huge waste of time because it literally does nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, like whether you're, you're able to be in the shoes of, you know, the jury members to know what goes on. And, uh, you know, I think you're right that it's all about who won and who made it to the final two. And if it wasn't somebody that they're rooting for, then they, they blame it on the jury. Um, exactly. I, I, I got this, this question, comment a lot. Um, uh, I had people DM me questions and stuff. And we want to know, do you, did you really think that Demetrius was Ike's lapdog? Um, I guess maybe a couple of times we said that, he, you know, he was his, uh, her lapdog. Do, do you think that he was the lapdog or... I mean, he did play a great game. He definitely fought his way all that entire game from probably day one. Well, here's the thing. What you see on the show is what you see on the show, and, and uh, there is 24 hours in a day. The show you see three hours a week. Yes, there are people that watch live feeds, yes. Uh, but listen, here's the thing, and it's, it's not a shot at Dimitri. I actually think Dimitri is a great person, a very respectable person, and I have nothing against him. So I just want to throw that out there. I have absolutely nothing against the guy. I think he's a great person. And, uh, and all that. He was a great competitor in competition. His uh, social game, and I'm going to say it, it, was absolutely poor. He had no social game. And it's not a shot at the guy. It's just saying it, is, it, is, it, saying it as it is. 
Uh, I think he's a great player, a great competitor, but here's where his strength was. He aligned with, with Ica. Ica's social game was absolutely amazing. She had a great social game. So his weaknesses were, were actually taken care of by her strength. And her weaknesses where she couldn't, she wasn't a very good competitor in competition were actually taken care of by Dimitri. So they were a perfect combo and a perfect combination. And I think all the power, that was great on them for finding each other and they're finding someone to take care of their weaknesses, which is perfect. I mean, that, that's what you want in the game. That's exactly what you want. And they did that. That was perfect on their part. That was great on their play, but he had no social game as of himself. He had no social game and uh, he was just attached to Ica all the time. And if anybody wanted to talk to the two of them, they would talk to Ica. That's, that's just the truth. It's not uh, digging at anybody or giving shots to anybody. I'm just saying it as it is. And uh, that's why it's, that's why he was seen as her lap dog because she would do the talking for him. He would do the winning for her and she would do all the talking for him. So if you wanted to talk to Dimitri, you basically had to talk to Aika and that's where um, the whole, you know, she controlled them and, and all that came into play. And, uh, and, and, and again, it's, it's, that's just the way big brother works. Good on both of them for finding each other and uh, you know, taking care of their weaknesses uh, like that. And that's great. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you want to do. And they did it. So uh, no, that's great. They did a perfect job on that. Yeah, they definitely did. It was like the yin and the yang. They they complemented each other, and uh, where one was weak, the other one was strong. So uh, uh, it was uh, definitely a good combo right there. Great team, great combo, and they did an amazing job this season. And uh, like I said, that that's exactly what you want to find in the house is someone that can fix your weaknesses, and they did that for each other, and it was perfect. Great, no, great play on both of them for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you had a great combo. I mean, you and Kevin, uh, you know. Starting off not, I guess, seeing eye to eye, you know, from your, your last season. And talk about, um, you know, your ride or die. And then, you know, the fact that he ended up winning. I mean, you were the one that gave him that first hug. That must have been awesome. Oh, man, I was so proud of him. I was so happy to see him win. This guy deserved it. He loves the game. He played the game. He had, you know, and people say, what did he do the first half of the game? That's exactly what you want to do. You don't want to do anything the first half of the game. You want everyone else to get out the first half of the game. When it's time to play, you start to play. He didn't have to win competitions for the first half of the game. He didn't have to get blood on his hands. He didn't have to take shots at anybody. He, that's what you want to do. And then when it was time to win, he did. He won out at the end, and that's how you play the game. He nailed it. He did a perfect job. Um, oh, so, so, so proud of him. Uh, you know, seeing him walk down those stairs as the winner, oh my God, it was, it was just so I I couldn't I couldn't wait for him to get down those stairs and just grab and be like, you did it, buddy. Because when I walked out of the house, I said, I'll take care of jury, you take care of the house, you're gonna win this, buddy. And he did. I couldn't believe it. Uh, man, I have so much love for the guy. Uh, I'm so happy and so proud of him. That's awesome. That is awesome. So. Um, we got a few more minutes, so I just wanted to ask you. Um, there is a lot going on after you get out of the house. Um, so, are you going to be doing any um, meet and greets? Uh, do you have anything planned um, to do some kind of touring? Because I know that's what you guys do a lot up there. Is that you guys go around and tours and stuff like that. So, do you guys do you have anything in the works? Yeah, so here's the thing. I was supposed to be in Edmonton last weekend. Uh, there was, I think, nine or ten of us that went. Uh, I was supposed to go, uh, or I was asked to go. But, I, you know, I, I have two young kids at home. I, I, you know, 
the, the reason why I do this is for them. They're my priorities. I mean, it's great to go around and meet people, and I love, you know, talking with fans of the show, if they were cheering for me or not. It doesn't matter. I love talking to, to people that love the show because I love the show myself, and I just love to talk Big Brother. Uh, you know, even if they're not cheering for me, that's fine. You know, you, I, I have no problem with that. Uh, I, would li- I, I do have some uh, in the works coming up. I just have to, you know, I, I can't be doing them every weekend. Like I said, I have two young kids at home. They're my priorities, and uh, I do have to spend time with them. I love spending time with them. And uh, But, yes, I do have some coming up. Uh, there's no dates or places uh, um, uh, released yet, but uh, they are coming in the works, yes. Awesome. So let people out there know if they're not already following you. Um, all your different social media handles. So um, I know a lot of people uh, tend not to be on Facebook, but I, I know you're on Facebook, right? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I have. Uh, I do have a Facebook. Uh, my name is Bruno Yellow. I have uh, a fan page on there as well. Uh, Twitter is Bruno or BB Can Three Bruno. My Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram now. I find it's uh, Bruno Yellow BB Can Three. It's an old handle. I got to update it, but that's what it is. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of getting back into the things and uh, working on my social media a bit. And uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, Check it out. Follow me, whatever. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, absolutely ask away. I don't bite. I don't mind talking to anybody. I'll talk to everybody. And, uh, you know, I love talking about the game just as much as fans of the show do. So, um, yeah, absolutely ask away any questions you want. Oh, you're great to talk with about Big Brother. You're very knowledgeable. Uh, and we can seriously talk, like, all day long. Um, so you guys can also find out where he's going to be when he does plan on doing some meet and greets. Um, follow him on social media. Uh, let's talk about your beautiful wife. Um, I, I don't know if I was the only one, but I think I'm sure everybody else was really when she was in the audience. And unfortunately, you know, you were evicted. Were you able to give her a hug at least? I mean, I was like, please let her hug her, please. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. that On season three when I got evicted, I ran up to her and I hugged her. Now here's the thing. I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to tell you guys something, okay? Uh, so, People are actually upset that I hugged her because they thought that she was going to give me game information. Listen, I just want to make this very clear. I hadn't seen my wife in something like 60 days or something like that. You really think the first thing she's going to say is, don't vote for this person. This happened. No. We hugged each other. We said, I love you. And that was it. They pulled me away. I went backstage. I went on my way to jury. And that was it. Uh, so, you know, people were actually upset that I hugged my wife last time on, the, on season three. And they, they wanted my jury vote to be canceled. They were like, he's compromised, blah, 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 blah. So uh, this time I was like, you know what? Like, uh, this time I'm like, I don't know if I want to go through that again. But as soon as I saw her in the audience, I can tell you, like, I actually did run to her again. And I hugged her again. They actually didn't show it on, on the show. But I did the same thing. And you know what? Again, she did not tell me anything about the show or the game or anything. This is a real relationship. We are real people. We love each other. We're married. Uh, you know, the game comes second to us. We are two human beings. I've been with her for 13 years. You know, I hadn't talked to her or seen her in 60 days or 70 days or whatever it is. Uh, the last thing we want to talk about is Big Brother. We want to hug each other to say, I love you. And that was it. But I did hug her uh, the second time as well, but they didn't show it this time on the TV. The first time they did, this time they did. They were pretty upset that I did it, but what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you have an amazing wife. I can, you know, I, obviously you want to give her a hug. I mean, oh, every, everyone's standing around you. You know, you're not going to really say much, but I miss you. I love you. I mean, what's, that's the first thing yeah. that will come out of my mouth, right? And I'll, uh, and I'll tell you something. You know, the fact that she let me do this not only once but twice is absolutely amazing. She's a wonder woman. And, uh, you know, I just – she supported me 100% both times. Uh, she, both times she said, you go and do this. 
you go take care of this, go, go, go. She never once said, don't do this, ever. I actually told her, I said, at any time, if you feel like this is too much, through the whole pro- the process, the first and the second time, I said, at any time you think this is too much, you tell me, and I will call them and say, sorry, I'm going to pull out, I'm not doing this. And she never once, never once said, don't do this. She was always pushing me forward. That's a woman, she's amazing. I love her so much. I have nothing but positive, positive things to say about her. Amazing. Oh, yeah, she is awesome. And she's so beautiful and nice and She's, she's a Big Brother fan, too, so, you know, and your kids, oh, my God, I loved your sons when they were, like, checking off the calendar when they were going to see you. <laughs> That's so cute. They're amazing. They oh, are amazing. so cute. And, and that's the thing, too. It's, uh, you know, they're the reason why I'm here. I'm not doing it for any other reason than, you know, try to better their lives. And uh, I think that's the difference between myself and other players. Some people are there to promote themselves. Uh, I'm not there for that, you know. Um, I, I'm not there for that at all. I'm there just to literally try to better my kid's life. And, it's, and there's, that's not right or wrong. And, and the other reason why other people want to play is not right or wrong. If people want to be there to promote themselves, it's good on them. That's what you're there for. Do it. Own it. That's fine. But for me, like I said, it was all about the kids. And uh, it's a shame I didn't get to put some money in their bank accounts. But, hey, that's the way it goes. And that's, uh, that's just Big Brother and that's life. So, but they were definitely the motivation for me. And, uh, oh, they're amazing. Amazing, amazing. The calendar was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> and in that aspect, right, talking about, you know, your second time, would you go back a third time if they asked you? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I, I love this game. I do. I would love to play a third time. But it all comes down to my kids, you know. Um, it was a lot harder for them this time, and I didn't know until I obviously came home because I had no contact with them. But it was a lot harder because they're, they're older and they understand now, you know, and uh, so it's a little harder for them. And uh, the first time they were young, they didn't understand. But, yeah, so it would all depend on how old they are. If, they, if, if it was any time soon, I would, I would have to say no. As, as, as bad as it is, I would love to play again. But, uh, you know, again, my family does come first. So uh, I would have to say no. If they were a little bit older – and, uh, you know, they'd be okay with me leaving for, because, you know, it's a long time. It's, it's a long time to be away where they can't talk to you. They don't understand. Like, they understand you're gone, but they don't understand what you're doing, uh, why you can't be around. They are asking about you all the time. So, uh, yeah, I would, just, I would have to say no if it was, uh, like, like, soon. But if it's down the road and they're older and they, and they don't care anymore, then absolutely I would do it, 100%. Yeah, listen up, Big Brother Canada hiatus. We don't want, like any of that crap. <laughs> Get on some kind of global TV or anything, please. Yeah, I was surprised that, that it happened. I mean, I thought it was a great season, but, um, you know, what do I know, I guess, right? So, uh, yeah, there's obviously bigger things going on that I guess we don't know about, but I'm sure we'll be back soon and uh, we'll be better than ever, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Now, Cherry, I know I asked Bruno a lot of questions. Is there anything that I missed that, that, you, that you had um, jotted down, or did I, did I get basically all of them? And, I mean, we could still talk for another three hours. That's a possibility. <laughs> Um, but did I miss anything? You got anything? Uh, one question that I always like to ask is, what is the one thing that a fan has done since you've been out of the house that has did with you most, that has like touched your heart the most? You know what? It's, it's that's a good question. Um, you know, because uh, one thing that is very true to me is my, is my kids and my family. That's something that I've just. It is literally everything to me. They are everything to me. That's, that's what I do. That's, that's everything I care about. So when I have people, you know, parents of young kids, and they tell me, like, you're such a great parent. You inspire me to do, you know, to be more active with my kids or do this with my kids or be more involved with my kids. And, and it's not just them just saying it to say it. it. We can have a genuine conversation. You can tell when someone's being genuine, and they're telling me, like, what they did and, and, and now what they're doing with their kids. 
And it's just, you know, it's something like that. Like, I think, you know, uh, I don't want to say we're role models because we're not. You know, there's better people to look up to than us, absolutely. But you know what? If you're giving a, if you're giving a stage like this, something as big as this, you know, try to use it for positive. That's the way I see it. You know, try to use it for positive. And the fact that I've, yes. I've heard people say, you know, you've made me want to be uh, more involved with my kids. I see how much you love your kids. That to me is huge. If, if even one, if, if even one person, it changed one person's thought of, of parenting. Because listen, parenting can be tough. It's not all fun and games all the time. There's a lot of tough uh, moments. But if I could change one person to be like, I, I just, I felt like I need to be more involved with my kids. That to me is, is such a great feeling, and uh, I won just by that. You know, the, changing a kid's life is amazing. So that is that is something I, I love connecting with fans when they tell me uh, how I've helped them. Uh, you know, just become better parents. I mean. Whatever way it is, uh, however it was, I'm just glad that I, I helped someone do that, for sure, absolutely. Great answers. I mean, when you heard their voice oh. over the loudspeaker, oh, oh my yeah. God, I was uh-huh. like, throughout my uh-huh. body, I was like, oh, my goodness, your face was just like, I just wanted to go to the TV and give you the biggest hug, like, oh, my God, I can just imagine what he's feeling right now. Oh, it was, it was intense. I couldn't believe it, and you know it's your kids, and it's just, it was unbelievable. Just hearing them laugh, it just, oh, it, it, that was the hardest for me, was hearing their laugh, because you want to focus on it, but at the same time, you're trying to focus on the task you're doing, and it was just a battle in my mind going, you're trying to listen to the laugh, you're trying to listen to them laugh, but trying to cancel out the laugh, you know, it's, it's really tough, and you can't. As a parent, you, you know, you hear that, and it's just like, you, you can't fight it. It's just, it was hard. It was hard. But it was great. It was, I loved it. I mean, I loved every second of it, but it was hard. Uh, to do the task I was doing at hand. So. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm so thankful to hear it. Um, I Michelle, really I know love... that we've gone a long time over on how long you yeah. wanted to be on. Um, you're not taking calls tonight, right? Um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll finish this off. Unfortunately, um, uh, we went a little bit over. Yes, we did. Um, so, um, unfortunately, Bruno, we're going to have to end this conversation, but I uh-huh. just want to say for myself and Cherry Pie, uh, we, we talked a lot about you. Uh, we thought that, you know, your game was great. You played such a great game. It was such a pleasure seeing you back on there. Um, you know, that goddamn secret veto, you know what I mean? What the heck? <laughs> I know. Twice the veto got me. A secret veto got me twice. Both yeah. sides played, but hey, that's the way it goes, I guess. Well, we hope that we get you get another chance to come back on. We hope that they figure out whatever's going on with Big Brother Canada because I, you guys were definitely amazing to watch. You guys were definitely entertaining. There was never a dull moment. I'll tell you that. You guys definitely kept it going uh, for all of us. And uh, just want to say I'm proud of you. And it was just a pleasure um, watching you again, and hopefully we'll get to see you back on the big screen. Maybe like an international mix of Big Brother. That would be pretty cool. Sign right? me up. I'd be there for sure. I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me and everything. Uh, Michelle, it's always good when we, we see each other. We see each other about once, twice a year. It's always good to see you. I uh, love talking with you. And uh, thank you guys for having me on here. Anytime you want to chat, you guys have my number. You hit me up anytime. I love talking to Big Brother, and I'd love to do the show with you guys absolutely anytime. Well, Big Brother U.S. is coming up June 28th. Are you going to be watching? Oh, 100%. I'll be very, very uh, involved, very uh, focused in watching it for sure. All right. How about that we bring you um, back on um, sometime when Big Brother U.S. has started, and we get, we'll talk a little Big Brother U.S. How's that? You got it. Anytime. 
Awesome. Thank you again, Bruno, for taking the time out, um, for coming on Manic Monday. We really appreciate it. And um, the, just talking to you is just awesome. So thank you again. Thank you guys so Sebastian, much. Sebastian, Leah, night, okay? and Jason from JTV also says hi. And they're all in our chat room. We have lots of people in our chat room saying hi to you. So just thank you just so much for being awesome, with us tonight. Bruno. They saying you're awesome. Yes. <laughs> What's up, everyone? As Everybody loves you, Bruno. Support. And, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate the love and the support, and I give it right back at you guys. Even if you're not a fan of myself or anything, just being a fan of the show itself, thank you guys so much. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll see another Big Brother Canada season soon. And, uh, you know, I can't wait. Like I said, if you guys have any questions, hit me up. I have no problem answering questions. Uh, yeah, just let me know what you think. So. All right, Bruno. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much. All right, Take have care. Have a great night, guys. You too. Bye. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. What a well, great interview! That was wow. Yeah, you know, he's like somebody that we could literally talk to for like hours and hours and hours. Um, oh, absolutely. I like his viewpoint, you know, and uh, you know, he definitely played a great game. And sometimes the cards, you know, unfortunately don't fall uh, in, in your way sometimes, but. Um, you know, to see that his partner in crime uh, made it, uh, you know, to win, they obviously did something right together as partners because, you know, you really um, in that house have to have one ride or die, and uh, that was uh, Bruno was Kevin, and Kevin's was Bruno. So um, it was great to see them. So, um, all right, this Cherry Pie. Uh, guess it's going to be the end of the show. Thank you, everybody out there. Send some questions. Um, I hope I got to everybody's, um, and um, thank you, chat room. Uh, we will be back again next week working on some guests. Uh, uh, we have to uh, get some approvals, as we do for uh, these Big Brother guests, so uh, we will inform you on who our next guest will be um, in a timely fashion. You'll be seeing that on my Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, Snapchat, and along with this cherry pie at the Rad Reality Show. All right, this cherry pie. And I want to mention that I'm taking a little break from doing Thursday night shows for just a couple of weeks. Um, this Thursday will be the big interview um, for James Comey, and it's going to be on all the networks. So I think Oof. most of America is going to be glued to their TVs on Thursday um, to see what comes out of that. Do you know what time they're doing that, Terry? I'm not sure exactly what time it's going to be, but I know whatever time it is, I'm going to be glued to the TV for most of that day. <laughs> Just, yeah. you know, watch the the uh, proceedings, and then, you know, they're going to be talking about it afterwards, you know, the shakedown afterwards. And so... That whole day is pretty much, I'm just going to be glued to the TV. I can't wait to find out if he has, you know, anything that's going to come out in the open session. Because he's going to do an open session and then a closed session that day. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping in the Maybe open session one. we at least get some tidbits that come out that we're looking for. and We need some answers. 
show some sort of collusion or, you know, something that we've been saying, you know, I mean, this is dragging on and I mean, you guys pretty much know what sense I'm on. Um, it's just crazy in our White House right now and crazy. something needs to be done. And yep. so I'm hoping that something comes out of this and we can start some sort of proceedings to stop the madness. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to let everybody know, though, that I, you know, I'm going through through some things too with family here at home. So I'm just taking a, a little break before Big Brother nineteen comes on again. and things get crazy <laughs> again. Uh, yeah. Um, and doesn't Big so Brother UK back start today? I think. Weeks on Thursday night. I think we get Big Brother no, UK today too. Oh I think it's on Monday, so it might be today. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, I won't be doing Thursday night shows for a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back on Thursday nights. But for right now, I'm just doing Monday night shows for Manic Mondays, and then we'll be back doing Thursday night shows. But um, just wanted to mention right now, we're just doing Mondays, and that's enough for right now for a few weeks, and then we'll get back to doing Thursdays. So awesome. Just wanted to mention so everybody is looking Cherry Pie's taking a hiatus. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that girl. <laughs> All right. We're gonna tie this one up tonight. We're gonna close it with rounds we always do. Everyone I want to thank you for being here. Really enjoyed Bruno's interview. Thank you so much, Michelle, for doing that three way call. And yeah, please, please do remember to pray for Vicky and Mike. Um, I, I just can't tell you how much I'm worried about Anna and Vicky down there. So in Florida, it just worries me to pieces. So please keep Mike and Vicky in your prayers. So here's Ron yeah. to close our show for tonight. Thank you again all for being here with us on the Red Reality Show Network. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one and while you're saying your prayers out there would you mind keep keeping on jason lee and leah in your prayers too just say a little prayer for them while you're at it while you're saying your good night prayers tonight just say a little prayer for jason lee and leah yeah so that's going to wrap up our show tonight thank you guys so much for being here with us tonight we're all one big rad family in this thing we call life, and uh, we thank you all so much for being part of it. So everybody have a great week. Care yourselves. Be kind to each other. And we hope to have you back here next Monday. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, everybody.
Good night, all. God bless.